abgenommen bedauert. Welcome to the Mystery Frequency Podcast. And as I'm sure you'll be able to tell, I still don't like to record my own voice. But this is pretty important. The podcast has reached another big milestone. And it's all because of the people that listen. The show has gotten over 20,000 downloads. And for me, that's a pretty big deal. Like I've said before, or something that was just a way to share an interest of mine, to get so many people to listen and to enjoy the same stuff I do, is really cool. And as with all bonus episodes, it's pretty much just a really big thank you. And I hope you all enjoy the episodes that I have out there, and will continue to listen. With all that said, there are some things that I thought would be pretty cool to share. For example, the number one way people have been listening is through Spotify, followed secondly by Apple Podcasts. The other is the country that listens to my podcast the most is the United Kingdom. And the country that listens the least is Greece. So if you're listening and you're from Greece, let me know. Because you're probably the only one doing it. (laughs) The number one episode is episode 77. And that is the Death on the Nile. Which no surprise there because that's a really cool story. I have gotten a few questions from people usually about certain episodes or shows that they'd like to see on there. But majority of them seem to be about um, like a Patreon or merchandise or stuff like that. I don't really know. I really haven't thought about it too much. Um, Patreon would be cool because I have some episodes that I like to put on, but my current hosting site wouldn't allow me to do it. More like um, video style stuff. Still thinking about that one. Um, and merchandise, I don't know. Would you guys like, you know, shirts or stickers or mugs with uh, the Mystery Frequency logo or something like that? Let me know. If enough people want it, then maybe. And now, with all that said, I will wrap it up the way most podcasters do by thanking you once again for listening and then asking that you follow, rate, review, share this podcast wherever you can and also to let you know all the ways you guys can contact me. Uh, I have a Twitter at Mystery Freak, F-R-E-Q. I have an Instagram Mystery Frequency for that. I also have a Gmail, Mystery Frequency Podcast at gmail.com. Any one of those three is a great way to reach out to me. And if you're on Twitter or Instagram, be sure to follow me there as well. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you continue to do so.
Charles the Rattlesnake and the Barefoot Drive, dramatized from True Detective Mysteries magazine. Our story begins on the night of August 5th, 1935, outside of Los Angeles, California, in the peaceful little community of La Cañada. Summer night is scented with the haunting fragrance of orange blossoms, whose drifting petals somehow seem like falling tears. And that strange sound that seems to float on the air, like the echo of some weird rattle. What is that? We shall see. Bob. How do you say, Mother? Just marvelous, Bob. But it's all done. Not a lot showing. Hey, Bob, maybe Mary's asleep. Just too bad if she is. We'll wake her up. Oh, Bob, don't do that. Don't you think Harry and I could come and visit some other time? Well, come down. Well, but I asked you and Harry to come over tonight because, well, Mary hasn't been feeling well lately, and I thought you could cheer her up. You'll try. I'm so sorry. Yes, Mary looked grand when I last saw her. Always does. She's so beautiful with that lovely blonde hair and perfect white skin. Yeah. Having a 27th birthday party soon. She'll have to come out. Here. Up the driveway. Come on. Come right in. I'll turn on the lights. Oh, how lovely. So this is where you keep your bride. Not bad for a barber, huh? Beautiful home, beautiful wife. Yeah, I'll call her. Mary! Oh, Mary! We got company! Yeah, that's funny. Mary! Are you down here? Funny? Maybe she's upstairs. Oh, I'll run up and see. Mary! Another Jackson Harry Northwell here. Mary! Harry, I, I hope nothing's the matter. Oh, don't be silly. What could be the matter? I so, so empty. Oh, Mary's probably out in the backyard feeding those rabbits of hers Bob was telling us about. Mary! Mary! She's not up there. Oh, maybe she's visiting neighbors. Ivor, not a chance. She doesn't know any of them. Hey, where are those flashlights? Flashlights? Uh, here, Harry. You take this flashlight and I'll take this one. Well, will sit outside the house. Do Bob, do you really say... Please, let's hurry. Mary has been, hasn't been well lately. I'm afraid she may have had a busy spell and fallen down somewhere. I'm glad now we decided to stay. Yeah. Harry, you take that flashlight and look out in the front yard. I'll look around outside. All right. Uh, come on, Mildred. Outside, quick. Here. I'll, I'll hold the flashlight. You see anything? No. Oh, only those orange blossoms. Anything but those flower beds? No. Oh, Harry! Anything out in the front yard? No, Bob, nothing here. I'm looking around the right of Oh, Harry! Yes? Take a look in the side yard, will you? All right. Come on, Mildred. Yeah, sure is dark out here. Certainly needed this flashlight. Uh, what's this? Uh, it's a little fish pond with a fountain. A lily pond. Oh, look, it has water lilies in it. They're night-blooming. In full bloom, too. See how they're... Howard, what's that? What? 
there. They're on the other side of the pool. Hold your flashlight. Oh, oh it's Mary! Merciful heavens! Oh! Oh! Mary! Oh, Mary! Oh, look! Look at her hair around that water, Lily. Oh! Oh, Lord! Mary! How did this happen? Oh, my poor little girl! Teddy Bond. Mary! <laughs> I think I'd better call the police. Happened, James? Uh, I don't know, Sheriff. He's not himself <laughs> yet, Sheriff, but maybe I can help you. Do you know what happened? Well, not exactly, Sheriff, but Bob here told us that Mary, his wife, was subject to dizzy spells. Well, I figure she fainted and fell into the pond. Uh, and then... Yes, I see. We're going out again to look things over. You two stay here with James. Yes, sir. Come on, Jonesy. All right. flashlight down on a leg. Ooh, look at that. Oh, well, a leg is swollen nearly twice the size of the other one. Was she in an accident or something? I don't know. Here comes the doctor. We'll ask him what he thinks. Oh, Doc. Doc, here, this way, please. Oh, hello, Sheriff. Is this the patient? Uh, too late for being a patient, I guess, Doc. Looks like a drowning. Hmm. Rather unusual in a shallow pool like this, isn't it? Yeah. Say, Doc, look at that left leg. What do you make of it? Hmm. Looks like a like a bite of some sort. Do you know what kind? Well, that's that's hard to say. It might be some insect like well, like a black widow spider. But I I can't say for sure without a chemical analysis. You take charge of the body until the coroner comes, will you, Doctor? Yes, I will. Come on, Jonesy. Let's go inside again. All right. <laughs> you any better, James? <laughs> Still too upsetting. Maybe you can help us, North. What do you want to know? Has Mrs. James been in an accident recently? Oh, I, I really don't know. I didn't hear about any accident. Hey, what's this? Mind if I read this letter? Hmm. Look at this, Jonesy. Here's your answer. Yes, yes. Just a line to let you know I'm pretty sick. My leg is all swollen. Something bit me while watering in the garden. And having lots of bad luck. This is old Blue Monday, but my daddy will be home early tonight, and he takes good care of me. Mary. Sitting by something in the garden, eh? So that's it. Yep. Well, you don't need us here now, do you, man? Uh, suppose I take James home with me tonight. He's pretty well shot, and I think a good night's sleep somewhere else would do him good. That'll be okay, I guess. Well, come on, Bob and Mildred. We're going now. Hey, you... Sit in the back of the car, Bob, and you'll be more comfortable there. Feel any better, Bob? No. Get us up and Harry. What? Too bad Mary had to die that way. What do you mean? Oh, it's going to look bad for me. For you? What are you driving at? My third wife drowned the bathtub in Colorado about three years ago. What in the world has that got to do with it? Well, the cops will ask a lot of questions. And that's what's worrying you now? The 
You sure are a queer duck. You afraid of being questioned. Your wife stone dead. You don't understand, Harry. Well, I guess I don't. Yes, sir. Here's how we found the body, Inspector. Face down in the pool, head and shoulders submerged, wore thin flowered silk dress, blue boudoir silk slippers, skirt pulled up over knees and legs bare. Oh, Mary loved to watch the goldfish play in the pond. Mary, Bob, come on now. Calm down. She must have faded and fallen in the pond. Mr. James, the law of Los Angeles County has no wish to meddle with a husband's grief. We simply want the facts. Yes, sir. Sheriff, to him. Are all your witnesses present? Yes, Inspector. All right. Go ahead, Sheriff. We found this note, Inspector, on the table in the kitchen of the deceased's home. Let me have it. Uh, Mr. James, is this your wife's handwriting? Yes, sir. Uh, this letter is addressed to Mrs. I. Stewart, Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you know her? Yes, sir. Mrs. Stewart is her sister. Something bit her while watering in the garden. That would account for the swollen leg. Hmm. Today is old Blue Monday. My daddy will be home early tonight. Uh, Mr. James, you were at the barber shop all day yesterday? Yes, sir. How long have you been married to the deceased? Three months. And say, Inspector, I've been married five times altogether. Quite a record for a man only 39, huh? Mr. James, we're not interested at this time in how many wives you've had. We're investigating the circumstances of this death. Sure, I, I thought I'd tell you about the other marriages so you wouldn't think I was holding out on you. I see. I'll say this. Mary was the best of the lot. She was a fine girl. Mr. James, did your wife carry any insurance? Yes. In a way, I'm sorry she did. That kind of puts me on the spot. You see, I'm the beneficiary. We're not accusing you of anything. How much insurance did your wife carry? She had two $5,000 policies that carried double indemnity clauses in case of accidental death. Mm, insurance, all right. Oh, uh, Dr. Long. Uh, yes, Inspector. Uh, Dr. Long? Are you the James family physician? I was called in to treat Mrs. James about seven weeks ago. Go on, doctor. Mrs. James was an expectant mother. Was Mrs. James subject to fainting spells? She was quite nervous. I prescribed a mild sedative. Would you say that in view of the state of her health, she might have fainted and fallen into the pool? Well, yes, it, it could have happened. Mary James was laid to rest in Los Angeles near the third wife of Robert James. The two brides of the strange barber lay side by side in eternal sleep. But the tragic story of Mary was not yet to have its final heart-rending chapter written. For while Robert James once more plied his shears in his barber shop, in the office of Buren Fitz, district attorney of Los Angeles County, the shears of fate were also sniffing. Let's hear that coroner's report again. Yes, Mr. Fitz. Coroner's surgeon's report, Mrs. Mary Bush James came to her death on the night of August the 5th, 1935, as a result of drowning, with acute cellulitis of left foot and left leg following laceration of great left toe as contributing factor. Verdict, accidental drowning, case automatically closed. All right, Joey. 
Well, what else have you to suggest, Inspector Sutter? Now, Mr. Fitz, there's about only one thing left to do. What's that? I've been doing some scouting around. This fellow James is taking a house out on LaSalle Avenue. Hmm. Who's his next-door neighbor? The house next door is vacant. Now, my idea would be to install a microphone in his house. Went the house next door and listen in for a while. Hmm, that's a good idea. Oh, Sergeant, get me Chief of Police Davis on the phone. I want the best sound man in the department. All set to aim. Microphone working now? Yes, sir. One in the bedroom and one in the living room. Okay, here comes a voice that they don't expect. Turn it on. registered in the name of Hope, the law, grim and quiet, checked them one by one. On the morning of May 2nd, Inspector Southerton Tui, acting on a ship, drove up to a lunchroom in Hermosa Beach, where Charlie Hope was employed and placed him under arrest for the murder of Mary James. While he was being drilled at headquarters, the two officers resumed their vigil at the recording instrument in the house next door to the one occupied by Bob James. James is later than usual tonight. I wonder if he knows that Hope was picked up today. No, the DA's office has him undercover. But Hope didn't crack yet, Captain. Oh, don't worry, Toy. With Williams billing him, it won't be long now. We played James tonight, eh? You heard the chief's order. We've got to get him red-handed. Listen. Here he come now. Okay. 
So you have a pass key? Yeah, here it is. Let's go over. Signed paper. Can you identify it? Yes, sir, I can. Tell the court what it is. My confession. You admit you wrote it? Yes, sir, I do. And you signed it? I did. Of your own free will? Yes, sir. You weren't forced to sign it? No, sir. Will you please read it to the jury? I shall take hope for the purpose of... Oh, just a minute, just a minute. You may start with the next paragraph, please. Yes, sir. About a year ago, I was broke. Went to Robert James' barber shop in Los Angeles to see if I could get a free haircut and shave. Oh, now listen, Bob. Give me a free ride in the barber chair. Yeah, maybe I can help you someday. Maybe I help Bob James. Say, maybe you're the man I'm looking for. Make to make a hundred dollars? Boy, I jump at that chance. Huh? How do I earn this hundred bucks? Yes, sir. Huh? A friend of mine says he'll pay a hundred dollars for some good live rattlesnakes. Yes, rattlesnakes? Yeah, rattlesnakes. Not afraid of mine. That's money I ain't afraid of nothing. Huh? There's the money. Get me two of the kind of snakes I want and keep the rest of the door. Come on, I'll take my car. Come on. Sure, that's me. Got any good diamondback rattlesnake? What? Well, uh, I got the meanest diamondback around here. Number two, mister. But they got a lot of venom in them. Yeah, see, that's what Snake Joe's known for. They're what you call hot snakes, full of venom. You hear them rattling down in the pit? Yeah, sure. How about them two big rattlesnakes over there in the corner of the pit? How much were they there? Oh, I'll sell them rattlesnakes to you for 70 cents a pound. Yeah. You sell them by the pound, eh? Oh, sure, that's the only way to sell rattlesnakes. Okay. I'll take them two big ones. Yeah? Well, there's my stick in the loop here. Oh, here they are. Come on, Lightning. Come on, there, poor son. Oh, I tell you, four of them two diamond bags is the meanest killers in the state of California. And they're wicked. Yeah, I brought the stock for the glass top, put them in here. Say, four sons meaner than Lightning. <laughs> yeah, they're plenty hot. Now, let's see. Take off the date of the box. That's ten and a half pounds of rattle snake. That's seven dollars and thirty-five cents. Ten out of ten. So here you are. I'll come again sometime. Okay. Get the snake, Bum. Fine. You sit back there with him. A hot one? Yeah, now. Diamondbacks and plenty hot. What? There's no third party in this. I want to collect some insurance. 
You're the only one in it with me. I don't get you. Huh? You'll soon find out. My wife, she's the one. I don't want to be mixed up in this kind of business. You'd like to get some real dough, wouldn't you? Excuse me. I thought so. Box of snakes? Yeah. Over there behind the door. Yeah, Mary, I'll be in, son. Be sick. Boy, I can't figure you out. Yeah, sit down. Come on, let's have a drink. Hey, where are you going with that rope? Wait a minute, Joker. I'm coming here, Kate. Hey, what are you doing with that? What? Shut up. It's going to be done right. I'm so glad you're home. I don't feel well, dear. Please call the doctor. You won't need a doctor when I'm through with you. Bob, what do you mean? Please, Bob, don't you understand? I don't feel very well. Yeah. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Come here. Come on. What do you want, Bob? Here. Take this pen and write what I've said. What do you want me to write? Bob, dear, what's come over you? You look so strange. Never mind. Just write. Write this. Dear sis. Just a line to let you know I'm pretty sick. Pretty sick? Yeah. My leg is all swollen. But Bob, what do you mean? My leg isn't swollen. I said right. My leg is all swollen. Something bit me while watering in the garden. Yeah. I'm uh, having lots of bad luck. This is old Blue Monday, but, uh, but my daddy will be home early tonight, and he takes good care of me. Uh, sign it, Mary. Now put your darling sister's name and address on this envelope. All right. Bob, why did you make me write this to me? Turn around and don't talk so much. What are you doing with that? It's easy to take off. Bob, I'm frightened. Shut up. Bob, what are you trying to do to me? Oh, I'm Bob. Bob. Over your eyes, Joe. Yeah. I see that rope. Give it to me. Well, Tyler, get the table. Hurry up. Oh, I can't see. Can't see. Shut up. Where's the rope? There. There they are. Get him. Get him. Put his head on. Look at that. All right. All right. I'll get him. Put him down. Put the box down. Here, by her foot. Take the lid off. Take it off, I tell you. Take it off. It's barefooted. Don't put it. Put it there. Albert S. James, 
jury, having found you guilty of murder in the first degree, I hereby sentence you to be executed according to the law of the state of California at San Quentin Prison at the time prescribed. You are to be hanged by the neck until you are dead. you have just heard is The Rattlesnake and the Barefoot Bride, dramatized from True Detective Mysteries magazine and electrically transcribed for your pleasure by Trans-American. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. of True Detective Mysteries, we take the true inside story, Love, Friends, and Killer. Horror in a Hospital Ward. As told personally by John Sheridan Williams former deputy sheriff of Pima County, Arizona. Our story begins at St. Mary's Hospital, where the good sisters of charity minister to the sick there on the edge of the desert near Tucson, Arizona. Over the portico, a cross points serenely skyward. On the morning of August 13th, 1932, the soft tolling of the chapel bells drifts out with a devout murmur of the nuns at prayer, like a cool benediction across the parched cactus and mesquite of the desert. From sudden and unprovided death. From anger, hatred, and ill will. From everlasting death. Oh, Lord, deliver. Yes, 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 Antonio. Yes, my child. Yes, yes. Tom Cameron, the patient in room 114 has been murdered. Murdered? Yes, oh, shot. Yes. Shot twice. May God have mercy on his soul. Nurse, call the sheriff's office at once. I shall be in room 114. Yes, sir. Through the mercy of thy holy incarnation. Oh, Lord, deliver us. Oh, 
hot out there today, hmm? Uh, Dave, you could fry an egg in that sun. What's new? Oh, lovely. It's been a quiet Saturday so far. Sheriff's office. Yeah? Sheriff Bailey speaking. What? You killed a man? Who? Who's that? Some nuts? You say you killed a man in room 114 at St. Mary's Hospital? I saw him just now. Called you up so you could get on the cruise photo. Uh, wait. Uh, just a minute. Uh, who are you? Uh, just a minute, will you? Operator. Operator. Hello. Hello. Say, can you face that call? I'm sorry, sir. Your port is disconnected. We cannot post him now. Well, uh, we'll try, will you? Come on, Ralph. This is murder. <laughs> Sheriff Bailey, come with us, nurses. Sorry to trouble you, Sister Antonia. We know the meaning of beauty here at St. Mary's, Sheriff, but how did you get here so soon? We had a telephone call. But we were just calling you from the hospital. Someone must have called you before. Oh, a man called up. That's strange. I asked one of the nurses to phone you. This man said he had uh, just killed someone in room 114. Oh, Lord, have mercy on his soul. <laughs> uh, here we are, Sheriff. Room 114. There's the body. They're on the bed. Uh, Sister Antonia, Deputy Farrar and I want to examine this body first. These are the nurses who were taking care of Mr. Salmon. <laughs> oh, who could have done this? Come on, Helene. I guess we all feel that way about Tom. Well, that's not helping to find out who killed him. <laughs> I can't help it. You nurses, calm down now. We'll talk to you later. All right, Farrar. Pull back the seat. Yes, sir. Oh, Tom. How many uh, bullet wounds, Farrar? Oh, I see. Two, sir. One enters the right eye. Still clean through, eh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Fires in the doorway, I should say. Not the second bullet. See those powder burns around the temple? Yeah. That second shot was fired point blank, all right. The man or woman who killed this man held a gun for that shot only six or seven inches from his head. Wanted to make sure. A oh, hot blast of lead right through the temple. Oh, too bad. Fine, athletic-looking man. Yeah, big fellow, too. Early 30s, I should say. Who is this man, Sister Antonia? Thomas Salmon. He was our hospital electrician. Been sick long? No. He had an infected thumb. His doctor thought it best to put him to bed for a few days. These uh, sheets, Sister Antonia, are they in order? Is this the way the bed was made up this morning? I can answer that. What's your name? Miss Young. Uh, Mrs. Young? No, Sheriff. Miss Young. Rosemary Young. It's against the hospital rules for a student nurse to be married. I see. Well, Miss Young, have these sheets been disturbed in any way? No, sir. They're just as I made up the bed when I gave Tom. I mean, Mr. Salmon. His breakfast at 8 o'clock. Hmm. Did you see him after 8 o'clock? Yes, just a little while ago. I dressed his hands. That was around 9 seconds. Cover him up again, sir. Yes, sir. Well, from the looks of the bed, there's a struggle. You got that, Farrar? Right. Did Salmon have any visitors this morning, Sister Antonia? I asked Sister Angela. She was on the switchboard and was very busy. She seemed to recall a man. Short, dark, wore glasses. Had a scholarly air, she said. I see. Sister, can you get all the nurses who were off duty together for a few minutes? Yes. In the reception room of the nurse's home, if you like. Uh, do that, will you please? And Miss Thompson? Miss Young? You go along, too. All right. Come on, Tom. Hmm. Looks like we got to find a woman in this case. You know, Cherche's La Femme. Yeah. 
A woman or a jealous sweetheart. Well, let's look through this dress here. Oh, some letters. Get a whiff of the perfume on this one. Oh, <laughs> handle carefully. Here's another drawer. What's in here? Say, oh, look at this photograph with it. Boy, that's some picture. Beautiful, isn't she? Wonder who she is. Looks like a dancer. Yeah. Only I wonder why the head's cut off. I'm wondering that myself. A headless picture of a girl. And where are we going to find the original of a picture like that? I don't know. Yet. I didn't You're crazy. Tom Salmon never meant anything to me. That's a lot of factual in How about the time you were at the painted rocks with him in the desert? And weren't you the unknown nurse in that fight at the dance hall? I've never been in a dance hall in my life. Hey, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, you nurses all remember one thing. A man was murdered right here in St. Mary's Hospital this morning. You've got to talk. And remember, anything you say here may be used as evidence. I don't know about the other nurses, Sheriff, but I'm ready to tell you all I know about Tom Oh, Salmon. cut it out, Tom. Just a minute, Miss Young. Suppose you talk, then. Well, you'll find it out sooner or later, so you might as well know now. If Tom Salmon had a middle name, it should be Romance. Were there any uh, girls Tom Salmon was particularly interested in? They may have thought so, but I never kidded myself on how much Tom really liked me. You know the woman in this photograph? No. She's beautiful, all right. Never seen a photograph like that outside of anatomy class. Do any of you other nurses recognize the woman in this photograph? I don't believe Tom knew that woman. He found this picture in his dresser drawer. Does Simon know any cabaret dancers? He did know a girl who worked in a nightclub. Know a lot about him, don't you, Rosemary? I know he's been murdered, and that's more than you seem to realize. Miss Young, can you remember this dancer's name? It was a rather queer name. French, I think. Louise? Something like that. Lucille? Lucette Lamar? Lucelle Lafleur? Hmm, something like that. And she works in a nightclub. a dancer here with a French name like Lucille or Lucette? <laughs> a whole lot of dancers have a French name. Well, if you're one who looks like the girl in this picture. <laughs> Even without the head, I wish I had. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. She's a French girl, a dancer. And she looks like this picture. Sure. You bring her around and I'll give her a contract. What is it, Kevin? Is there anything wrong? No, no, no trouble, Kevin. Uh, we're doing all the nightclubs. Yeah, well. Looking for a girl, that's all. But Monsieur, why did you not say so before? Carry here, please. Take these candles. Fine. Now. Is there anything I can do for you? Have you a dancer here, a French girl with a name like Camille Lafleur or Lucette Lamour? Or... Lucy Lamar? Mais oui, she dances here. Well, but why? Oh, we'd like to uh, talk to her after she does her act. But certainly. Oh, when does she come on? Right after this girl's number. Well, enjoy yourself. Yeah, we'll enjoy ourselves, all right. Looking for a girl who maybe put two bullets through a man's head. Yeah. Have you got her picture? What time will murder clues a headless picture of a dancer? Well, that's all we have so far. Oh, uh, here is. A message just came from Lucille Lamar. Saying she was sick and couldn't appear tonight. Uh, who telephoned? Lucille Lamar? No, her roommate, Miss Jackson. 
Hurrah. Get your motorcycle escort. Did you know Tom Salmon? You saw the papers today. Yes, I, I knew he was murdered this morning at St. Mary's Hospital. That's all I know. Is this Lucille's photograph? Where'd you get that picture? I'm asking the question. Is this her picture? I won't tell you. I... Oh, no, it isn't her picture. Honest, it isn't. Tell us what you know, then. She took him home last night and started packing the bag. Why? First she was broken-hearted and sobbing. Then she was mad enough to kill somebody. Oh, Sheriff, I, I didn't mean to say that. She was in love. And when love really comes to a woman, it, it changes her. It transforms her. Into a killer? All those children didn't kill Tom Sanders. How could she? She left town last night. Where'd she go? San Francisco. What got her all upset last night? I don't know. She cried around about how he was the same as all the other men and that their great love was tonight. Hmm. Oh, Sarah, you would have felt sorry, Bart. She used to come home after seeing him and talk about a wedding in a home. Oh, uh, women are all like that. This man's in bed in a hospital and somebody comes in and puts two bullets in his head. Some woman did it, thinking of a cozy home in Rosebushes, I suppose. What kind of a gun did she have? She didn't have a gun. Miss Jackson, you have to remain here in Tucson as a material witness, understand? Yes, sir. Come on, Bra. Let's get the teletype working. Wanted by police of Tucson, Arizona, in connection with murder of Carlos Salmon in St. Mary's Hospital, August 13th. French Chancellor Lucille Lamar, the kitchen tower, well proportioned. Weight, about 130 pounds. Ice caught by feet warning. It's located hole in wire sheriff Walter Bailey's Foreign officials report. Gun that killed Salmon with a 32 automatic. Check all pawn shops. Find out if anybody bought a 32. Hello, City Desk. Crawford. Yeah, I just got a flash in the sheriff's office in the Salmon murder. Yeah. The great lover angle again. It's an inside tip. There's a doctor at the hospital, Dr. John A. Hartford. He's secretly engaged to one of the nurses there. Mm-hmm. He found out lately that his fiancé and Miss Sheik Salmon have been going out together. He's on a success list, but they don't know who the nurse is yet. Hello, Still checking every new clue, the authorities began the plainsman trick, a backtracking over a cold trail, the trail of the past life of the slain Don Juan. They ask questions at tourist camps, lunch counters, hotels. How about this hotel, sir? Can you it while? Not the only one in Tucson we haven't checked on. Now, well, let's get it over with. Come on. Turn, turn. Never mind. Just want to ask you a few questions. What's your name? Eddie Clark. Uh, did a couple by the name of Salmon ever register here, Eddie? Salmon? Yeah, sure. What? Yes, yeah, they stopped here. I thought you got that information before. What do you mean? When? A man came in here the other night and said he was from headquarters. Oh, so headquarters is checking too. Wonder why they didn't tell the sheriff's office. What did he want to know? Same thing you did. Whether Mr. and Mrs. Thomas and Mr. Salmon ever stopped here. And did you tell him? Yes, sir. Hmm. See this photograph, Eddie? Yes. Uh, where's your head? Mm, I don't know. Tell me, if this photograph had a head and the right clothes on, would it look like the woman who registered here as Mrs. Salmon? Uh, would it? Well, uh... Think. Can't you remember? Sure. What did Mrs. Salmon look like? She was a brunette. Brown eyes. 
In her early 20s, I'd say. How would her weight compare with the woman in this photograph? See, this Mrs. Hammond was slim. She wasn't real pretty, but she had what I call a swell figure. Uh-huh. Would you say she was the woman in this photograph? Um, I'd say she wasn't the woman. That still doesn't let Lucy Lamar out. No, but this man from headquarters has got me. When was he here? Let me see. Uh, Tuesday. What? Tuesday? Yes. Tuesday night. Well, that was four days before Salmon was murdered. Four days before. What did this man look like? Uh, short, dark complexion, wore glasses, neatly dressed, and... Mm-hmm. Remember what he was wearing? No, but he was nice about everything. That I remember. Very polite. Studious kind of fellow. What you call scholarly. That's the man. Sure, the man Sister Angela described. Studious, scholarly. The mysterious caller Salmon had the morning he was murdered. Get your hat, Eddie. Me? Yeah. You're coming to the hospital with us. Do you recognize this woman, Eddie? Uh, no, no. She isn't a girl. She isn't a girl. What girl? You keep us here in the reception room all night asking us questions. What girl are you looking for? You answer our questions. Are you engaged to a doctor? No. Who cares if I'm engaged anyway? Someone working here, jealous of you, could have known the best time to kill Sam. No one was in the corridor outside his room. I never had anything to do with Tom Salmon. Oh, let me go. All right, Miss Lloyd. Sit down. How many more? Miss Parsons and Miss Thompson. If they're not out, they won't be in until 12. Can you see them in the morning? I'd like to get back to the hotel, sir. Uh, let's see. Uh, Miss Young? Yes. Either Miss Parsons or Miss Thompson or Brunette. Miss Parsons is beside a blonde, and you've seen Miss Thompson. All right. You can go, Eddie. We'll meet you here tomorrow morning when these other nurses go on duty. Thank you. I'll be around. Okay. Oh, dear, it's Thompson. Now we'll have to start all over again. They told me when I found him if you wanted to see me in the reception room. Miss Thompson, did you see a man in the corridor outside here just now? I saw a man going around the corner, just as I came in. Did he see you? Yes, yes. Oh, I don't know. Thompson, answer him. Tell him. Tell him what? Why ask me? We've been all here all night answering questions. Damn it. What did you tell him? Nothing. Stop staring at me. What? Why do you look at me like that? Now, Thompson, take off your hat, please. There. Hmm. Brunette. Are you engaged to, uh... Damn it. You have been talking. You have been saying things. Of course she has. She's told us plenty. It's not true. I haven't said a word. You have. You've told them I'm married. Oh, yes, yes. We know you're married. You didn't want the hospital to know about it. It isn't true. I didn't tell them. Come on, Miss Thompson. She's engaged to Dr. Hartford. He wouldn't admit it because he didn't want her mixed up in this case. He had never even knew she went out with Tom Sam. I never did. Don't you believe her? She did. She told me so. They used to meet by the bunch of testers near the hospital grounds. If Dr. Hartford knew about Tom Salmon, he'd have killed him. Who did kill him? I don't know. Miss Thompson, why did you kill him? I didn't. What is your husband's name? Oh, what difference does it make? Just a minute. I'll take that call. Hello? Who? Call me up and said he killed a man. Get this call, Trace. Hold it. Kick him on the wire. Okay, right. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, uh, I'll get the Thompson. Uh, just hold on, will you, please? 
So, uh, Mr. Thompson, this is Cola. Oh, oh, oh. oh uh, I'm the uh, new night porter, Watson. Thompson's night off, you know. They told you the trick board she'd come in, why, she's probably coming over from the main building to the nurse's home right now. Let me talk to him. Get please. away, get away. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, could I uh, have a call you? Get to leave your name or your phone number? Oh. Operator, operator. Hello, hello. Can you trace that call? This is Sheriff Bailey. I'm taking the call for Hold on. Reporters, the call of evidence, Whose name is the phone listed in? The telephone listed in the name of Bailey. Why, you little... George, we like to dance this way. 
We're going to dance. If that's the way you feel about it, you better come home with me now. Take off your glasses, you stand. I don't need to. What are you going to do with me? Time I'm thinking about. Oh, I wish I'd never seen him. I wish I were dead. What happened then, Dean? Sheriff, I had a right to kill that man. I hated him. I kept thinking about him. I knew when he was ordered to bed at the hospital. Last Saturday morning, I went to a pawn shop and bought a gun. What kind? Thirty-two. The man showed me how to use it. I took a taxi to St. Mary's Hospital. Just as the switchboard told me how to get to room 114. I walked right in. I went down the corridor. George Bean. No, I... What are you going to do with that gun? I'm going to kill you, son. Where you're going, you can't steal any more wires. Don't. Don't. Have you anything to say? Don't. Please don't. They'll hang you if you kill me. The law. There is no law for this, Simon. This is the unwritten law. <laughs> Judge in this court, let me say one final word before you retire to find your verdict. The era of a six-shooter is gone. If we are to set free every man who shoots his way out of a domestic triangle, we are only encouraging murder. Citizens must realize that the courts and not bullets will settle these entanglements. No man has the right to take the life of another. The jury will now retire. Hello, hello, city desk. Here's the flash on the Bean verdict. Guilty. George Bean sentenced to serve from 25 to 40 years in Arizona State Penitentiary. The story you have just heard is Love Friends of Killer. Horror in a Hospital War. Taken from the new True Detective Mysteries magazine. Electrically transcribed by Transamerica. <laughs> 